Information presented on health-related programs on WERU is not meant to be taken as medical advice. Please talk with your health care provider if you have any questions or concerns. Baby Talk is brought to you in part by Morningstar Midwifery of Belfast, providing family-centered care for the childbearing year, including home and water birth. 338-0708 or on the web at MorningstarMidwifery.com. Morningstar Midwives, they help people out. Baby Talk is also made possible in part by Luna Midwifery, a complete home birth service for Down East families, offering individualized, family-centered care in a private setting, also offering in-hospital doula services, 483-6133 or 546-7577. It's just about 10 seconds before 10 o'clock, and you are tuned to WERU-FM 89.9 Blue Hill, 99.9 Bangor, and streaming online at WERU.org. Healthy Options with your host, Andre Bella, is up next. Good morning, and welcome to Healthy Options, a show that investigates integrative health therapies. I'm Andre Bella, and today I'll be interviewing Cynthia Swan, creator and also host of Healthy Options. She's going to be speaking about crazy cancer, a spiritual renaissance. Just want to remind you all that this is a live call-in show. So at the half hour, we will be taking a short break. And after that, please call us with your questions and comments. And we will be giving you that call-in number throughout the program. So this morning, welcome, Cindy. So nice to to have you here. Cynthia has a bachelor's degree in theater arts and a master's degree in education in the field of exercise science. Her educational background blends art and science, allowing her to be comfortable in both disciplines. Yet what she lives for is her spiritual calling, which blends the realms of energy with various forms of healing. She gives orosoma readings, teaches, writes, storytells, and speaks about things that she's passionate about. Uh, particularly on WERU Radio on Healthy Options and also Esoterica. And today, as my guest here on Healthy Options, um, Cindy is the original person who developed this show, so it's very nice to have her on as a guest. As an Orosoma practitioner, Cindy works with clients, helping them to attain balance, clarity, and access their own inner wisdom through her readings. She believes the heart is the pathway to healing and following one's intuition is the path to self-knowledge. As a holistic integrative body worker, Cindy uses a variety of synergistic modalities to help her clients achieve pain relief, release muscle tension, and achieve relaxation. She says, the body has a wisdom of its own and it is always talking to us. Cindy, a lifelong student, currently a student at the ICM Musicum in Bangor, main class of 2013, continues her work in the field of spiritual medicine, which accompanies the body-mind as well. She just returned from a spiritual pilgrimage in Abidjani, Brazil, to spend time at the Casa where Medium John of God works. Her website is www.cynthiaswan3.com, and its tagline is Spirit Matters. She can be reached by email at cynthiaswan3 
at gmail.com. And we'll be giving you that confirmation um, contact information throughout the show. So if you didn't get it all the first time, uh, we'll be giving it to you again. So welcome, Cindy. So nice to have you on the show. Thanks, Andre. It's good to be here. Um, kind of where to start on this thing. Um, we know that, that you received a diagnosis that changed your life. Uh, and, and you want to start by telling us about about what that diagnosis was and telling us about that process? Sure. <clears throat> about a year and a half ago, I was um, given a diagnosis of papillary thyroid cancer, which in my readings is not an uncommon cancer, especially for women. And um, typically, and the kind that I had where the nodules, the tumors were, they, um, the recommendation was to have a surg surgical removal of the entire gland. And um, so that, that was my diagnosis, and I went and got a second opinion. I went to Dana-Farber, and they concurred with that, um, with that you know, that, that, that same recommendation. And um, I was pretty much all set to go down that road, and I had a very dear friend with me when I got that, uh, as well as my husband. And I ended up having lunch with this good friend of mine, Mary, who's a local practitioner and um, amazing healer. And she just said, you know, this isn't like you to just go in and do exactly as you're told. You know, you, you're... <laughs> not you your know, personality. <laughs> it's not your personality. And, you know, what about your whole integrative background? And, you know, are you sure you want to you wanna do that? Because she saw how depressed I was. And then through a series of synchronicities, um, I kind of got a little bit of my mojo back, and I was like, yeah, that's right. I'm, I'm not going to, you know, slip my throat first and get it done. I mean, if it comes to that, I will, but I want to go down this journey and learn what I can and um, follow my heart and my passion with the integrative approach and see where it leads me. And so that has been the path I've been on for about a year and a half. What do, you, what do you think it really was that, that made you change course and kind of embrace the integrative medicine rather than just going right on to surgery? I mean, was there a certain turning, or what, what really was that that caused that change? Well, about, I guess, about eight years ago now, my mom died. My mom died from cancer. And that kind of set me on this journey of learning. I wanted, I don't know, I just had this passion to learn everything I could about cancer. And, you know, why do people get cancer? What about, you know, how is your personality, you know, you know, some of the studies that talk about personality and cancer, you know, some of them say that people who get cancer are people that, you know, kind of want to, can't do enough, you know, or, or have, find it difficult to ask for help and they feel that they have to do things on their own. Um, you know, and I just read all these different things and um, as well as, you know, the physical reasons why and, you know, in terms of your immune function. And I... I always, you know, I started looking at, you know, Nick Gonzalez, who has pancreatic cancer patients living 13 years out with his enzymatic therapy and diet protocols, and I, Baranski, who does the stem cell research, and mm -hmm. then those who do the ozonated blood, um, you know, and, and all these immunotherapies that are offered in Germany and in Tijuana and uh, in other places in Mexico that, and in other countries that aren't in our country. And I kind of have this little bit of me that says, well, you know, what's up with that? Why, why do these other places have these therapies and why aren't they available to us in America and this country and covered under insurance? And so, you know, I'm kind of a person who when anything is kind of dissed, I kind of think there's something to it. Because when there's a lot of people like saying mm -hmm. this is terrible, I think, well, why would they put so much energy saying how terrible it is 
if there isn't something that makes them a little uncomfortable about it. So, and I guess in part that's how I feel about integrative medicine. I think it has a host, to, a whole host of, of offerings. And they're not just physical offerings. They're emotional offerings. And they're psychological offerings. And they're environmental offerings. And they're spiritual offerings. So we, on this show, we are always talking about integrative medicine. And for, for our listeners, and, and I think this is kind of what you're doing right now, but just kind of explain what integrative medicine means. Well, in my sense, integrative medicine is the myriad of options that are available to people that aren't necessarily conventionally endorsed or embraced. So they don't fall under the allopathic conventional medicine umbrella. So there are, um, there, the options are endless. You know, I consider some forms of the way some psychologists do psychotherapy to be integrative because some of them integrate other techniques that have to do with energy and um, certainly like emotional freedom technique. You had a show on that with someone. I mean, that's an energetic mm -hmm. therapy. Well, I, I guess also what I'm getting at is what, how would you explain the difference between alternative medicine and integrative medicine? Oh, I think alternative medicine and integrative are, I, I think that that's just a matter of semantics. I, I think they're very similar. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, I integrative is, when we look at integrative, a lot of people see integrative as being offered with conventional medicine. And that's how I view integrative medicine. Mm -hmm. But uh, still, a lot, of, um, a, lot of, uh, a lot of conventional allopathic practitioners, I, I, you know, I don't know what the statistics are, but certainly in my experience, my personal experience, some don't endorse anything that is um, alternative mm -hmm. because they feel there's not enough study and not enough research and they feel it's anecdotal and it's not scientific. So are you saying then uh, likewise integrative medicine could also integrate alternative therapies with allopathic? Yes, certainly. It, it's the blending of both. And you can also have, uh, you know, you can also integrate alternative therapies. Like, for example, maybe you're seeing an acupuncturist and at the same time, you're um, going to a chiropractor or, you know, so you can, you integrate, um, you know, it could be any kind of healthcare modality, not limited just to physical health, but also to the whole mind-body triad. Mm -hmm. Well, now, um, let's, let's go to this Mind-body-spirit triad, I should say. Uh, suppose someone uh, gets a diagnosis through allopathic medicine and they decide that they want to try um, different alternative therapies as well. Uh, they want to do an integrative approach. Um, talk, talk about this also from your personal point of view. How did your, how did your family react to that? Or how do, how, how do people's support system react if all of a sudden they're saying, I don't want to just go the allopathic route. I want to investigate some of these, these other things. What, 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 are, what does that involve? Well, I can't speak for everyone. I can only speak for myself. And when I wanted to embrace this path, obviously the surgeon who was working with me was not supportive of it. And, um, and I, you know, my primary health care physician actually said, you know, you've got some time here. So if you want to do these things, you know, she kind of said, you know, I understand this is where you're at. And actually she was helpful in um, writing the script for me to obtain something called mistletoe, which is called Iscador. 
It comes out of Germany. The product is available through Walida in Palisades, New Jersey, and the um, Iskador representative is Michelle Sanz, who's German and um, had uh, healing of breast cancer through the use of Iskador, which is um, called mistletoe. It's a proprietary cancer treatment uh, formulation, and it's derived directly from the mistletoe plant. But now, in so, your in your experience, was was your family supportive of this? And if people uh, want to integrate some of these these more alternative therapies, um, what what could they say to their families, or how how do you see it? As a, 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 um, how do you deal with your family if they're well, they're not not thinking this is the greatest thing in the world? Well, I guess I would say to families or to um, listeners, if you have someone in your family who has a diagnosis of cancer or any disease state, be supportive of what the road they want to choose. And I know this sounds kind of like melodramatic, but you're not going to be able to die for them. So don't live their lives. Let them make their choices. And as much as you can muster, um, try, to, try not to um, make them feel pressured because that adds to stress. And we have enough uh, studies that indicate that stress causes cancer and stressful situations weaken the immune function. And any um, state of illness is, um, in my readings and understanding, due to a weakened immune system. And that immune system is weakened primarily, certainly in our culture, I think, has a lot to do with stress. Mm-hmm. Now, where would somebody go if they were interested in these integrative therapies? Do, I know I've heard you talk about some incredible books that people could read to sort of get a handle on some of it. What, what are some of those books that you recommend? Well, some of the books, one of my favorite was um, Sherry Rogers' book. She's a medical doctor who is a family medicine practitioner as well as an environmental physician. And Sherry Rogers also, as an MD, healed herself, um, which many of these MDs who kind of step out of the box have of of illnesses due to the environmental toxicants. And her book is called Detoxify or Die. And I had a colleague, Dawn, who passed that on to me early on when I got my diagnosis. And I found that book to be kind of like a Bible for me. I mean, it was like a go-to book with all kinds of information. The other amazing uh, reference that I think would be helpful for anyone, no matter what their disease state is, cancer and beyond, would be the life extension people. Now, I do have to say, life extension does sell vitamins, and they'll give you a whole host of vitamins that you should get for this condition or that condition. And, of course, then I recommend that people do some sort of kinesiology because otherwise you're spending thousands, literally thousands of dollars on supplements that may or may not be useful for your particular condition and body. But nevertheless, Life Extensions is an amazing resource. And for $75 for the year, you have access to their physicians and their oncologists and their other healthcare practitioners, unlimited access to have dialogues and conversations with them on the phone. So, you know, it's that is a wealth of information that, you know, if you go other routes sometimes for like cancer tutors and whatnot, you're you're having to spend a lot of money. Like the Annie Appleseed group is a great group, but when I called up to get help, it was five hundred dollars an hour from this consultant, which I thought was more than worth it. But if you know, I had just lost my job from the hospital. I I didn't have an income. I mean, five hundred dollars was an astronomical that's, that's amount pricey. of money for me, and I was like, okay, Sin, you're going to have to do your own research. 
and that's what I did. I just read and read and read till I was bleary-eyed. But Life Extensions is an excellent source of information, and I would highly recommend them. I know Suzanne Summers, her book, Knockout, about um, physicians curing cancer, that's a great resource. I read that from cover to cover. And um, certainly have heard some of these people speak, and you can listen to some of their, uh, you know, like this Donnie, Donnie uh, Yance, who's this amazing herbalist uh, out in the Southwest. I've listened to uh, Guy Abrams um, and uh, David Brownstein, a medical doctor who's helped his father with thyroid issues and um, about the need for people to take some form of iodine because we're iodine deficient since we took the, uh, we have brominated flour in all of our white flour products and Bromine robs the receptor sites, as I understand it, of iodine. It, it competes. So we have a lot of iodine deficiency. And we don't have tests in conventional medicine that are sensitive enough, um, in my readings, uh, to pick that up. And again, I'm not a physician. I think yeah, of myself as a patient and as a patient advocate, and th I'm just sharing the information um, that I've read. So there are those tools. Um, the International Academy of Oral Medicine and Toxicity, that was the route I started to take because when I was at Dana-Farber, I talked to the surgeon there, and I said, look, I have a lot of mercury amalgam in my mouth, and I've heard uh, on Gary Null and on other programs about mercury. I've done mercury toxicity programs. You've done mercury toxicity programs and about vaccines that have thimerosal. And, you know, and you think about it, my... In, in a hospital, you you know, there's a lot of vaccination going on. You know, you, they want you to have B and right. your, your annual uh, tuberculin skin test and you're, you know, just on and on and on. And it's mm -hmm. like, what's in all this stuff? And I didn't look at all of that until after the fact. So um, I think, you know, the, the I had a... Um, I can't remember his name now. I want to say Neil Miller, I think, who I had on a program with uh, his va his book about vaccines uh, was an information guide for physicians and patients. And he said on the show, and I remember him saying this very boldly and loudly, um, vaccines are drugs, and people need to know that, and you need to know what's in those vaccines. So, I mean, so I, when I talked to the surgeon at Dana-Farber, and I said, I want to get some of this amalgam out of my mouth. And I said, and I've been reading that mercury causes cancer. And his response to me was, well, causation is not necessarily, you know, a correlation is not necessarily causation. And I thought, well, correlation is enough for me right now, and I'm right. going to look at this. And then when I went to Gerald Vermette, who is a biological, who practices biological dentistry, that was confirmed to me about the mercury particulate in my mouth. And I do have to say, I've done all the things that the um, mainstream dentist told me to do, and I used to beg my mainstream dentist to take out my mercury, and he told me it was not a problem. Well, I, I think um, now having read Hal Huggins' book, It's All in Your Head, it is in our head, and it is a problem, and the ADA and the lobbying bodies that be in the politics of medicine do bar people from sometimes knowing the truth because dentists apparently can lose their licensure if they tell patients that mercury is toxic substance and doesn't belong in their mouth. So I think a good resource for patients or for anyone who's interested in the mercury amalgam connection is the International Academy of Oral Medicine and Toxicity, which is um, the acronym I 
A-O-M-T, and you can Google it. And it's interesting, on um, Vermette's site, www.dental-holistic.com, he has a meridian tooth chart, which I find really interesting because hmm. it, in, according to meridian tooth charts, and we know about meridians in the hand and the you know acupuncture meridians through the body and in the ear and in the feet, the reflexology points, and each tooth is related to an acupuncture meridian, which is related to various organs and tissues and glands in your body on this particular you know energy highway or meridian highway. And the two um, teeth that I ha- was having trouble with, one was related to the lung and the other was related to the thyroid. And those were exact issues that correlated Very in my life. Very interesting. Yeah. So I think, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm not somebody who has to be won over. I think that the energy connection is real. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then a tool called electrodermal screening, which gets kind of poo-pooed in quack watch and a lot of uh, conventional medicine is something that I have utilized with great success. It's an energy device that um, looks at my energetic system and where the imbalances are. And I've used it with a practitioner in Camden who owns the business Thrive. And um, that has helped me to determine what supplements are beneficial because I've spent thousands of dollars on supplements and, um, and I just found that tool is what works for me. For some people, it's just, you know, they can do their own kinesiology. But I found for myself, I was too um, involved, you know, and so I needed an outside um, mechanism to, to help. So, you know, that's when you go to a provider. If you can't do it for yourself, you need to find somebody who can help you get where you need to go. Um, I just want to remind all the listeners that you're listening to Healthy Options. This morning, we're talking with Cindy Swan, who actually is the original creator of this show. And we're talking on the subject of crazy cancer, a spiritual renaissance. This is a live call-in show. I want to give you the call-in number. We won't be accepting calls until after the half hour, but that number is one 866 625-9378. I just want to remind you that you're listening to Community Radio, WERU-FM, 89.9 Blue Hill, and 99.9 Bangor, and WERU.org online. We're so fortunate to have Cindy here. Uh, if you've been listening, you realize that she is a tremendous wealth of information. And Cindy, I'd like you to give your contact information again, and we will give it again at the end of the show, because there's so much you can probably tell from listening to Cindy that we could do 10 shows. Um, she's just kind of barely doing the tip of the iceberg here, and she is perfectly willing to um, have you contact her. And you might want to read her blog. It's, it's totally fascinating. So give everyone your contact information. Thanks, Andre. If you want to email me, it's Cynthia Swan, one N like the bird, the number three at gmail.com. And my website, which contains my blog, is um, www.cynthiaswan3.com. Um, I do want to jump in and just give two more bits of information about um, something called chelation, which chelation therapy is a treatment used for heavy metal toxicity. And the, to do it in, by, in the vein by IV is considered the gold standard to get out the heavy metals. And I did do tests, urine tests, that aren't always um, uh, appreciated in conventional medicine, but that I, I feel in my reading and, um, and with the practitioners I've interacted with, I'm, I'm working with a medical doctor who's a holistic medical doctor, and I've been doing chelation treatments with her, and I have found that to be 
um, very helpful. And I found my skin color to change to be a little less yellow. Uh, <laughs> you look my very skin. healthy. <laughs> and, and I actually have some pink in my face again. And, I, you know, it's like my sister, when I go and I visit in Ohio, she's like, my God, sis, you're the healthiest cancer patient I've ever seen. So, I mean, there's a lot to... Um, I think chelation, and it's used for a whole host of things, not just cancer and heavy metals, but um, there is some. there are some interesting studies about heart disease and cadmium toxicity and high blood pressure and how uh, chelation therapy can be beneficial for that. So, so what is it, actually? What happens when you go to a, a chelation therapy treatment? You're in there for several hours. Well, at least I am. So um, it's uh, the um, needle is put within the vein, and then you're given the chelating agent, Now, if you're um, chelating cadmium or lead, it's usually EDTA. And if you're chelating mercury, which I'm doing now, I did cadmium and lead for um, over 20 treatments. And now I'm doing DMPS for mercury. It it is controversial. And um, there are some who would not support that. But I... I feel that that's um, that it's been really helpful for me because the interesting thing in blood tests when you do a, a, a blood test unless you've had a recent exposure, it doesn't show up the heavy metal toxins in a blood test. Interesting. So that's why urine mm-hmm. is typically the standard that's used and uh, and certainly endorsed by the functional medicine people and the functional medicine people. I think it's Jeffrey Bland and I actually had Margaret Pete, who's a um, a physician, uh, Ayurvedic physician and functional medicine person nine years ago. But the Jeffrey Bland is um, the leader of functional medicine, which is like individualized medicine, which I think is where we need to go in this country because everybody who has cancer, maybe there's a different reason for it. That's what I like that book, Detoxify Your Diet. Is it environmental mm-hmm. toxicant? Is it your stress? Is it, of course, I, I do feel every disease is spiritual, but there's also that physical well, and component. Let's, let's talk about that um, because part of our title here is uh, uh, indicates that there's a certain renaissance here and perhaps a spiritual journey. Uh, what, what part does spirituality play in illness in your opinion? Well, in my opinion, it has a huge impact. Um, I mean, you know, we look at the triad and we say, okay, body, body mind, and spirit, and we split them up. It's just like in medicine, you know, when you uh, go and learn um, in physiology about certain systems, you know, this is the cardiovascular system, this is the urinary system, you, you, you split it up because that's the best way to really learn about that. But what you always have to remember at the end of the day is all of those systems are interdependent. And if one system isn't functioning, then the whole system suffers. And so that's looking at it in that, through that lens. But when you look at the triad, I think every disease is spiritual in nature. What, what, however the disease manifests in your body, whether it's cancer, diabetes, hypertension, depression, I don't, I know some people are going to really maybe be up in arms when I say this, but I don't think that happy people get, um, you know, have these diseases. I I think there's something that um, happens to us. It could be something wrong on the emotional plane, but I look at disease as an opportunity to really go on our spiritual path. I mean, if you had asked me a year and a half ago, would I say crazy cancer Wow, what a blessing that was in my life. I would have said, you're crazy. I would have said, no way. I was devastated. 
But I look at myself a year and a half later in this journey, and I look at the blessings in my life. I'm so glad. Because I wouldn't have done half of what I've done. Well, I, I also think that you are such a wealth of information. And you were even before this diagnosis. Now you have so much information and you're sharing it with other people that perhaps that's part of your, I'm sure that that is part of your spiritual path to, to, uh, to help other people along the way because you're so knowledgeable and a lot of people are just kind of getting started and just beginning to look at this. And sometimes they don't have support of their families and they're looking for information. And by you telling your story and providing all this information, you're doing a tremendous amount to help other people and that thanks you all know is really good for you too thanks Andre. it's a win-win yes. all the way yes around. it does and that's feed the me. way life should be you're right it does feed me you yes, know hannah hannah kroger hannah kroger who opened the first health food store they say in boulder colorado has this wonderful she has a couple books god helps them those who help themselves but she has this other book called help one another and i really think we're in this big pot you know all of us i don't care what our nationality is our color whatever our religion our affiliations I think that's what it is about. I think it is about helping one another, and I, not to our detriment, but um, to our edification. Mm -hmm. And ultimately, I think that's what, you know, we all talk about oneness, and we're all one. That sounds pretty airy-fairy. But it really does come down to this simple thing of helping each other because not only do you help the other person, but then you feel good yourself, and it's a win-win all the way around. So looking at... at uh, illness as a spiritual journey and looking at illness, physical illness and even uh, mental illness as a sign that something uh, spiritually or if you want to say psychologically, if that's more comfortable for you. And spiritually, we're not talking about religion as an or organized religion. We're really, we're really talking about something else. But that something is out of balance and your body as a, as a very good functioning system is indicating to you that there's, that there's a problem. And that sort of crosses a line for a lot of people. So we're going to just continue to cross that line. <laughs> and we're going to talk about some of the other things that you did on your, um, your physical journey, which is also your spiritual journey. Tell us a little bit um, about how you first heard about uh, Father Ralph. Explain who Father Ralph is. Oh, Father Ralph Diorio. What an amazing man. He is a Catholic priest. And, you know, I used to say about a year ago that I was a recovering Catholic. And now I just feel that that part of my life of Catholicism, I made peace with that. You know, because there are a lot of people have these things with religion where you feel these imposed judgments or rules or, you know, the whole good-bad thing, you know, it's really difficult. I kind of like Neil Douglas Klotz who says in the Aramaic word sin actually means unripe, you know, unripe <laughs> action. <laughs> but um, seeing, I had heard about Father Ralph shortly after my diagnosis. I ran into a colleague, Anne, who had had a healing from him. And he is a priest who actually heals people. But also, again, it's not just the physical. It's spiritual healing. It's emotional healing. So she told me about how she was slain by the spirit, as it's called, and she had this euphoric vision as she's on the floor, and her eyesight improved, and she didn't need this operation that could have left her blind, and I think it was many operations. So forgive me, Anne, if you're listening. I don't have the story right. But So I thought, Father Ralph Diorio, isn't that interesting, a recovering Catholic, going to a Catholic priest for some spiritual help, you know, and for hoping for a miracle. Well, when I went to Stroudsburg, um, 
or excuse me, Sturbridge, Massachusetts, at St. Anne's Church. That's where he is. And he holds these um, um, sessions. I, I, I don't know, for want of a better word, he does do the Catholic Mass, but he also does these amazing talks. And he's a man of tremendous faith and love. And, and that's what I think was the biggest thing. It doesn't matter what the religion. When you feel that love vibration, you're home. You are home free. And it doesn't matter what the religion piece is or the spirituality piece or if you have religion. Or even you don't have a religious it. background. Exactly. You, you don't, don't need, any need of it. it. Yeah. You don't need it. And, yeah. he, um, and I went to hear him speak, and I, all my old stuff, it was gone. I cried and cried, all this emotional, you know, catharsis. And at the, the emotional end of the day, washing machine. Yeah. <laughs> and at the end of the day, I was like, yeah, I, it's all okay. All that stuff. It's, it's all okay, and I made peace with myself, and, you know, I can say the Our Father and the Hail Marys, and I could you know, sing the Catholic <laughs> songs, and, and I'm fine with it. I don't have one bit of resentment or sadness or it's all gone, and I, it's like rising above all the religions and the, you know, because as a kid, you know, in my teenage years, you could, my mother was alive, you could ask her, I drove her crazy because I was doing, you know, I'm going to study Judaism and I'm going to do Christian science. It was like the Woody Allen movie, you know, I was trying to find the right religion, and it's like I don't really, I don't have anything against religion, um, but I'm a spiritual person having this physical journey, and I'm clear on that, and seeing Father Ralph made me really clear that I am a spiritual being. I have a physical body. And when this physical body is gone, I will still be around as a spiritual being. I want to remind everyone that you're listening to uh, Healthy Options. And this morning, we're talking to Cynthia Swan about her, uh, well, the title of this is Crazy Cancer, a Spiritual uh, Renaissance. Uh, this is a live call-in show, and we are going to take a short break. And I do want to remind you that the call-in number is 1-866-625-9378. When we come back after the break, please do call us with your uh, calls and comments. And after the break, we're going to be talking about um, our experience recently coming back from visiting John of God in Abidjan, Brazil.
Welcome to Healthy Options. We're talking with Cynthia Swan this morning. Uh, crazy Cancer, Spiritual Renaissance. This um, is a live call-in show. We do have calls coming in right away. We please ask you to call as soon as possible early in the show so we don't get a whole bunch of questions at the end and we're not able to have time for you. The number is one 625 9378 We have a caller on the line. Do we have a caller? Okay, caller, go ahead. Yes, hi there. Uh, this is Carol Hallenbeck of the Godspeed Institute in Lincolnville. Good morning. Hi, Carol. Good morning. Hi. Um, I've been listening to the program, and thank you, Cindy, for sharing so much um, of your experience. And what I hear um, that perhaps hasn't been said yet is that it's not so much a matter of faith or religion um, or one belief system or another, but what you're talking about here is energy. Yes, you got and, it. And if, you, if you'd share a little bit more specifically um, your insight about your, the emotions, at, which are an energy, right. and perhaps how it may have worked as a, as a field around your health, um, the, the process of that I think might be very uh, useful uh, to the listeners. Thanks, Carol. Yes, I, I definitely our emotions are like magnets. And they attract to us sometimes the very things we don't want to attract. So in a stressful place, um, this diagnosis, it's interesting that it was uh, no coincidence. As Jung says, there are no coincidences, only synchronicities. That this occurred after a trauma, a traumatic event, or what I took as a traumatic event, the loss of my position of 17 years at a, at a hospital. It was very difficult for me. And so I kind of went into that web of depression, and that was on top of another illness that I felt in some part was created due to medical error, but I don't want to get into that now. That's history. Right. And um, so there was a series of events that were traumatic for me. And I think, um, I think it's that physician Hammer who talks about it um, as sometimes cancer being a result of a trauma. And of course, there are many other um, theories out there, including and not limited to bacteria and virus and stress and so on and so forth. But certainly my level of, um, I was pretty low on the depression scale and I was having some trouble getting myself out because I'd been the kind of person who worked since the time I was nine years old <laughs> and I identified myself through my work and it was difficult. So um, I think that was a result um, of opening the door. And the thyroid is interesting because the thyroid is your fifth chakra. It's the throat chakra. It's the area of creativity and the area of your voice. And communication. And communication. So certainly um, there, you know, there are some things that I've had to work through in that realm emotionally. For tools, I use the emotional freedom technique. There's another technique that has to do, I think it's called TAT, that's about trauma tapping. I've done that by myself. Um, and of course, prayer, a lot of prayer and a lot of meditation. And um, my recent, I had gone to see Ama. You know, these, sometimes you, you want to, and again, it's not religion. Ama's a saint, but it's, you know, she's a, just this amazing uh, energy for good in the world and to go to her darshan which is her embrace in Marlboro, uh, Massachusetts last year was an amazing uh, another amazing revelation for me on my spiritual journey and then of course the epitome of it was the John of God experience that I'm still reeling from having come back from Abhijani 
Brazil. But certainly, yes, it is all about energy. And I do feel that our emotions have everything to do with our health and our spiritual health is linked up into that emotional aspect. And, um, you know, the goal is, you know, the old Abraham stuff. And I mean, some people don't like to hear, you know, things from channel messengers, but I always say, you know, it's like, don't kill the messenger, listen to the message. If it's appropriate, maybe it's, you know, something beneficial. And of course it is, you know, you kind of get what you vibrate. And if you're vibrating sadness and grief, it's not going to lead to a happy, a happy place. May I add one more sure. um, comment? Uh, what you mentioned before about losing uh, work uh, after so long and identifying yourself so strongly with your work, yeah. uh, in some ways you were, might have been a human doing, and this whole transformation made you more of a human being, exactly. as it were. But it, it says a lot in our economy today because fear, uh, regardless of the um, focus on happiness in our culture, um, fear is rampant, yes. and insecurity of all kinds is rampant. So um, what you're referring to right now and, and shifting that focus to who we are rather than what we do perhaps is very valuable uh, for the kind of challenges uh, basically the, the entire nation is uh, going through right, right now. So I want to I thank you um, for, for your talk this morning. Thank you, and thank you for your insights as well. Appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you. Do we have another caller on the line? Go ahead, caller. Oh, good morning. Um, my name's Kathy Sullivan. And um, thank you for calling, Kathy. Can, can we give you a little support there over the <laughs> phone? Because believe me, Cindy and I know uh, we, all the things that probably you're going through, and we we've gone through. We just got back from Brazil, and believe me, we've been we've been through the spiritual emotional washing machine. So yes, we say it was we're spiritual boot camp. Yeah, <laughs> we're we're in recovery mode right now. So if we say things that are a little loopy, it's yeah, because just bear with us. There. We're still <laughs> yeah. we still have the yeah. boot camp. Hang, hang in there with us. Boot camp thing. Okay. Thank you for making me laugh. Um, <laughs> Good. <laughs> sorry, I I I always do this when yeah. I um, try to talk about these things. Yes. Um. You're doing good work. See, it shows that you're really committed to really doing it. Yes, don't feel bad. I just cried for two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Yeah. Well, that's, that's helpful. Um, I, um, I'm calling on behalf of the, the dozens, if not hundreds, of people in our area who have uh, chronic Lyme disease. Mm-hmm. And for me, um, it's been... Um, you know, a huge awakening in terms of my spiritual journey. Yes. Um, but um, I, I'm calling to ask Cynthia um, whether she's ha- she's done any work with folks with Lyme disease. Um, and I, uh, in my own experience, I found it has created huge imbalances in my ener- energy and emotional state, and, and I'm trying to work on that. But... Um, Something that I find is lacking for for those of us who have such a um, complicated Im- set of imbalances is is finding people who can help help with that right. and and so I'm just curious um, um, if you can address that at all. I okay. I have to do my you know my disclaimer. I'm not a physician. Right. I am a voracious reader of integrative medicine, uh, and I. 
I love the information, but, you know, there's a lot of help for patients with Lyme disease. And one of the things in Sherry Rogers' book, that MD, that book, Detoxify or Die, right. um, she gives a lot of information because uh, it's about, her whole theory is that it's about detoxification. So one, whatever has been um, harming the physical body, you've got to stop it. Mm-hmm. So for me, I wanted to take out the mercury and the cadmium and the, you know, the toxic metals. That was one of my uh, things. And then you've got to look at your food source. I'm, I'm probably talking to the choir, you, preaching to the choir. You, you probably know those things. Food is, is medicine. Right. And then, of course, supplementation. But it's, you know, boosting the immune system. Now, up at Dr. Shar's office in Bangor, I met someone from Belfast who had gone to Germany for um, immunotherapy. And she came back looking with terrible, she had terrible uh, reaction to her Lyme disease and came back looking amazing. I mean, transformative, luminescent. And so there is help. Um, Some people like to do the raw food thing and and like to go to the, um, gosh, I can't even remember now the name of Brian's place um, in Florida. But there are these places where you can go uh, to detox yourself. Now, if you were in the boat that I was in where I didn't have the money to do these things, um, because a lot of times when we're ill, it's like, it seems like all hell is breaking loose and all parts of our life are really difficult to deal with. But there is um, a resource in Bangor, Dr. Shar, optionsandhealing.com. You can uh, consider that. You can look at Sherry Rogers' book, and you can look at what are the things that you can do to boost your immune function. And there are several people in our area who have done that with great success. I know a woman uh, in in Belfast, Deb Eaton, who um, went the route of going to one of these centers for raw food and and the other modalities there, uh, which were crystal beds and, you know, uh, energetic work for uh, the body. And food is the biggie. But I know it's such a crippling disease. Margaret Pete, I know, has helped people as well. And she's a resource in Lincolnville, and she has suffered from it herself. I find her to be a wealth of information, and that might be someone you want to contact. And also, I mentioned the Life Extension Group. They are amazingly brilliant, and I would highly recommend considering being a member there. Um, I think I got to join for $45 because I had read Suzanne Summers' book, and they were like, okay, so you don't have to pay the full 75 So my <laughs> membership was 45 bucks for what it's worth. So um, I, I hope that's of some help. And then the other piece is it's so imperative for us to be around people who make us feel good mm-hmm. and to um, be around people that love us and support us. And sometimes that's easier um, said than done. But that's another piece of it. Mm-hmm. I, I hope some of what I had to say was helpful. Um, yeah, this is. I think this is the um, the the challenge is uh, connecting to this network of people, and and when you can can talk to someone like yourself who who can rattle off these names, it saves um, enormous amounts of of energy and time. Um, you know, in, in tracking people down because sometimes they're under the radar. Right, and, um, right. And they have to be because of uh, rules and whatnot. But there's right. a lot of help out there. And, you know, the universe is a generous universe. It will give you what you need. You just got to trust it. Mm-hmm. Thank you for that. Good luck. <laughs> I forget <laughs> Thank that you. sometimes. Thank you for calling. Uh, we have another caller on the line. Go ahead, caller. Uh, I'm still... Hello. Hello. Yeah, my, um, I'm not on the air because someone else is on the air. Nope, you're on the air. We you're hear you. You're on the air. We hear you. Go ahead. 
Really? Yes. Is this, is this Andre yes. and Cindy? It yes. is. It must be Carol. Hi. <laughs> Carol, our, Carol. Our, our compadre in Brazil, in Abidjani, on oh, our spiritual yes. pilgrimage. Yes. Hello from New York. Yes. on Radio well, Live. I have really, really enjoyed your show. Cindy, you are a wealth of information. Thank you. I, I really, I, I've had, um, I'm a breast cancer survivor for, for uh, 20, 23 years. Wow. And I had no idea that there was any other kind of treatment other than the traditional treatment, um, that there were no other paths. And uh, so anyway, it's been really, really interesting to listen to you. And I love meeting both of you. What a fantastic <laughs> time. Oh, and likewise, so much yeah. love and light to you. You are a bright light in my life, Carol. Yes, For indeed. Thank you. Yes, For indeed. Sure. Sure. Um, but I want to say a couple things, which is that, um, which are that I, uh, you know, have always been a seeker. Um, I actually was a food addict and joined a 12-step program 35 years ago, mm-hmm. and that is an important part of my life. So I do believe that food, the food you put in your body, is very, very important. Um, and I am so grateful that I am have been in recovery for so long. Thank you um, for that. That's but good. But I still, uh, it's the program is Overeaters Anonymous, mm-hmm. um, but I still was still seeking. And um, I, did, I started about 10 years ago doing energy work. And this led me to um, about five years ago um, go to Abijanya in Brazil uh, to this healer. And I have had an incredible, incredible um, spiritual movement since that time. And I do feel that it is, uh, it is such a gift. And I want to say that physically, you know, still, we are still physical. We're spiritual beings in a physical body, so things come out physically. And one of the healings that I had is I had uh, about two years after going to him, I, I had sort of suffered for it for a while, but I had severe eye, um, dry eye, that it was just painful for me to go to sleep, to wake up. To I had was on Restasis, which is a cancer drug, and you know an anti-cancer drug. I mean, I just has was tremendous, and you know now I don't have a problem. You know, I asked for healing. I did have continued to do a lot of work spiritually, and I use blessed water on my eyes. You know, but this has taken years, years of seeking. And the first time I went to Abhijanya, I cried for two weeks straight. Sounds like me. <laughs> yeah. I just, I mean, I was like a water, oh and everything set me off. Yeah, um, <laughs> I understand. And, you know, the crying is healing. Yes. So now if I do get teary about something, I just think of, you know, it's just further healing. Yeah. It's just further I remember healing. the angel lady, Doreen Virtue, I attended a workshop of hers years back at Kripalu, and she said, crying is release, but it's also future joy because mm-hmm. you're releasing those burdens yeah. of the spirit. Yeah. Well, wait, so wait. anyway, it has just been a delight. The two of you are <laughs> lights in my life. I am um, joyful to hear you, and thank you so <laughs> So much. Same here. Bless you. And likewise, love and blessings to you, Carol. Thank you so much. We'll be in touch. (laughs) We have another caller on the line. 
I want to say just here, we, we had wanted to talk about our trip to John of God, but we've had so many calls that we will spend a little time mentioning that. But we do have another caller. So, Andre, uh, it's Linda. Linda. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, another one of our wonderful companions uh, who went to Brazil. <sighs> I'm, I'm hoping that you two yes. will share more of what you've experienced the last two weeks. And I love hearing Carol's voice. And I, I'm sitting here at my computer crying as well. So <laughs> wow. I'm hoping that you both, I miss you both so much. And I'm hoping that you both will share what, what you're going through. Thanks. Thank you Thanks, so Linda. much, and we will be in touch, and much, much love to you. Love Linda. you guys. Yes. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. I guess people can, who are listening can hear <laughs> that there's this bond that happens when you go on a spiritual journey with a group. And I remember the leader of the group, Heather Cummings, who also wrote the book, John of God, that kind of was, you know, we were asked to read that before we went on this journey to Abidjani, Brazil, this healing spiritual journey. I call it a spiritual boot camp, but it was an amazing journey and it was intense. And one of the things that I was so grateful for is, and we've talked about this, you and I both, the people that we, you know, and again, there are no coincidences. Everyone there, everyone on this journey, and some people with such huge, huge uh, uh, challenges in their lives. And the amazing love that was so palpable, and I know it might sound like this big, you know, love fest as we've heard these, but, <laughs> but I mean, it's, it's genuine, it's real, and and I mean that's that's a healing. It's the real thing. Yes, it, yes, it is. And and Carol and, and Linda have have given us a wonderful lead in in the, the few minutes that we have left. And uh, maybe at another time we'll want to talk more about John of God. But we we do want to talk a little bit about our trip. And we just got back from Brazil on Sunday, so we're a little bit still uh, blitzed. And I know the reentry process for me has been very very slow and 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 quite quite wonderful but um i'm taking i'm taking my time on the on the re-entry because so much happened during those two weeks and 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 it was an amazing amazing thing um but cindy maybe you want to give a little bit of the basics about about john of god and what what that is all about what the casa is about well, the interesting part of that is I said nine years ago, but I really don't remember. It might have been seven years ago. But, Andre, it was you who told me about John of God. You had finished reading Heather yes. Cummings' book, and you said, Cindy, we got to go there. And I remember distinctly thinking, she's nuts. I'm not going to Brazil. <laughs> what? This is another crazy yeah. idea. But you know what? I have a Andre, lot of crazy ideas. <laughs> Andre, what I've always loved about you is you are the cutting edge. You are there. You're, you're there, and you're always, you know, you're always trying to rally the rest to, to see what you see. You're definitely ahead of the curve. It's my natural curiosity. I can't help myself. Well, I, I just love that about you. So here, through this series of events, I had met um, a woman who had been my surrogate a year ago to this date of me going, and Katie came into my life um, through my work of Orosoma readings. I met Katie. And Katie offered to be my surrogate, the short story is, went to Brazil, to Abidjani, presented my picture to John of God, and he said, uh, the entity working through him, they call him the entity, said, we will help her, and what she's doing is working. And so I found that as, um, I found that really helpful. And to continue to drink what they call the blessed water, because out there they feel that the water blessed by the entities, by these spirits of light, um, and, you know, it's interesting, it's not just the culture of spiritism, but it's this whole feeling that there's more to it all than just us, that there's this whole 
realm of, you know, people have seen books on orbs, uh, James Van Prague's Ghosts Among Us, which was a bestseller. You know, there's all kinds of books in this realm. And uh, We took pictures of orbs and in we, Abedonia. Right. I mean, we saw them. Yeah. They're, they're real. We, we, have them on we, we saw physical surgeries that defied reality, that defied... Uh, we saw physical surgeries done with no anesthesia of any kind, a spiritual anesthesia, but no anesthesia that we would typically recognize in Western medicine. And and these were totally painless operations. So, for example, the we're going to call, let's talk about the nose job, because you can see this on the YouTube video when John of God, the entity working through him, <clears throat> does a spiritual surgery with someone with this Kelly clamp, which is a hemostat about seven inches long and inserted up someone's nose. That defies reality. That should be bloody, gory, painful, and no pain, no blood, a spiritual pass that they call it where the hand, spiritual anesthesia, where the hand of the entity goes on the person's, um, person's forehead. And this, it's a painless surgery. And it's to show that uh, I think it's for the people who need proof that there are things that are beyond our five senses that exist. There is this realm of the spiritual and spiritual healing and spiritual cures. And we witnessed that. We saw it with our own yeah. eyes. And I think just for anybody who has maybe never heard of John of God, um, John of God is a Brazilian who is a medium and discovered when he was a teenager that he had this ability to heal people. And I will say that from all the reading I've done, the life of a medium is, is not an easy life at all. Uh, he has been, you know, over his lifetime arrested many times and had, had a very, very difficult life. And finally, he established himself at this place in Abajania, Brazil, which is in a rural kind of a farming area. And um, he put the casa there because it's on a giant crystal bed. Yes, it's a vortex. It's an energy center. Right. And so people, I would say... I'm guessing, and Cindy, correct me, but I think there is at least a thousand people that go through over. to see John of God every single day. That is three days a week, and it is quite a moving experience. The the two particular things I would say is that although um, this is a, a Catholic atmosphere, because most of the people in Brazil are Catholic, this is a totally non-denominational place. People of all faiths are welcome, including atheists, materialists, non-believers of any kind. And there are as well as Buddhist, Ju Ju Judaism. I right. mean, it's every. It doesn't matter. It right, does your not, background. It does not matter. It's whatsoever. like Ama. You know, when you go, it doesn't matter. And and I'm not Catholic, and I felt wonderfully and blissfully at home there. Uh, and I think the second thing is that it's not just about going before John of God and having him, you know, bless you and suddenly you're cured of something. It's really about you doing the work. It's really about what they call sitting in current, which is meditating. And, and sitting there, I mean, we sat for three and a half hours you know, at a time, not every day, but sometimes four it was and a half. Pretty, pretty yeah. intensive work, and that you really need to do to do the work because your spiritual life is really that that foundation, and everything kind of flows flows from that. Well, it's like anything else. When you go inward, you meet yourself. That's and sometimes right. we try to spend a lot of life in our hyper young culture to not meet ourselves, to uh, push away those parts of life that are difficult, and and. Um, and sometimes you have to go, you know, we ta I talked about this earlier, right? You have to kind of go and dive into the depths and then, but you can't stay there too long because that's also 
not helpful. It's that, um, but I do want listeners to know at Rock the Path, which is a center for consciousness in Camden, I will be talking about the John of God experience on March 4th, um, which is a Sunday afternoon at CJ's, Kenay's uh, place at Rock the Path. But one of the um, most amazing things I, you know, we had all these amazing experiences, but there was, um, one of the things that really came to me, a couple other books, of course, John of God, Heather Cummings, and Book of Miracles by Josie Ravenwing, and then Emma Bragdon's book that you read, uh, what was it? Spiritual Alliances. Spiritual Alliances. But there was this one placard, after all these things that uh, transpired, that was in the P Posada, which is the hotel. The hotels are called Posadas in Brazil. And it was this little saying that said, don't believe everything you think. I think that's going to be my mantra for a while. <laughs> There's so much more to talk about, but it is the end of the hour. And we want to thank you all for listening to Healthy Options, and especially thank you to all of those wonderful callers. And please be well. Thanks for listening. Support for WERU health-related programming comes from the